Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer. I am glad you are here. Happy Friday, August 27th. Got a short show here for you guys today. Episode number 110, by the way. That's kind of cool. Earlier this week, the ACC Big Ten and Pac-12 conferences all announced what they termed a, quote, historic alliance, end quote, that really isn't all that historic and is really more of just a handshake agreement between a bunch of rich executives. Uh, this came in response to the SEC's quiet orchestration to acquire both Texas and Oklahoma from the Big 12. The alliance itself focused primarily on football, men's and women's basketball. There will be a, quote, scheduling component uh, designed to create new interconference games, enhance opportunities for student athletes, and optimize the college athletics experience. And that's all according to a release from all three leagues. As it happens, all three commissioners, Jim Phillips from the ACC, Kevin Warren from the Big 10, George uh, Klavikov from the Pac-12, were all made available for comment earlier this week. Most of the questions they were asked revolved around football, but their opening statements offered kind of a look at the discussions they had and why they formed an alliance ultimately. I have audio of that for you guys here. We will jump to that now to start the show. Let's start with ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips. Commissioner, the floor is yours. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you all for your interest and for taking the time to join us today to discuss our groundbreaking alliance. First, I wanna thank commissioners Warren and Klyavkov for their partnership, transparency, and commitment during our discussions over the last month or so. We never could have reached this point without our collective engagement, shared values, and open and honest communications. Similarly, I also want to acknowledge our chancellors, presidents, and athletic directors who have been instrumental in getting us to this point. Their leadership is second to none. Our discussions centered on the unprecedented environment within college athletics today and how best we together could address the challenges ahead from the potential significant changes to the NCAA structure and governance to the impacts of the Alston decision and the implementation of name, image and likeness from enacted and potential state and federal legislation to the postseason in college football. There are simply many critical discussions to engage in and decisions to be made in the coming months and years that will shape college athletics for decades. And we believe that together, along with our colleagues across the country, we can help play a formative role in both. What became clear from our conversations is that our institutions share values, interests, and a genuine and dedicated commitment to the overall educational missions of our world-class institutions. Collectively, our 41 schools are aligned in our emphasis on educational outcomes and on providing first-class experiences for our students who elect to participate at the highest level of intercollegiate athletics in America. Our everyday commitment to more than 27,000 student athletes within our three conferences will only be enhanced by this new alliance, allowing us to more effectively advocate and work constructively with all other conferences to achieve the best possible balance of education, competition, and commercial activity driven by the best values of higher education. As I'm sure you read in our news, read in our news release, 
while motivated by our shared interest and common desire to help shape the future of college athletics, we are also driven by the exciting potential of a football and women's and men's basketball scheduling partnership, as well as unique collaborative events for our Olympic sports. We know that in the years ahead, our student athletes, alumni and fans will benefit from thrilling new matchups, which will create new rivalries and excitement within our alliance. The ACC's relationship with the Big Ten and Pac-12 conferences runs deep in our frequent non-conference competition across many sports, as well as through our ACC Big Ten women's and men's basketball challenges, field hockey and softball challenges, as well as our current, current bowl game partnerships. From a longer term perspective, we are bullish on the scheduling alliance as it will elevate the national profile of all of our teams by playing from coast to coast with college fans across the country as the beneficiaries. The combination of national games and having a national impact and influence are key elements of this collaboration and do help create a degree of certainty in an environment that has become increasingly unstable. We recognize that there is still work to be done and decisions to be made regarding future scheduling frameworks. We are grateful to the 11 members of our athletic director subcommittee who will focus on the specific areas of scheduling for consideration. On behalf of the ACC, we are truly honored to be an enthusiastic member of this alliance and look forward to the possibilities that lie ahead. And once again, my sincere appreciation to Commissioners Warren and Klyevkov and our CEOs and ADs for their leadership and support. Thank you, Commissioner Phillips. It's now my pleasure to introduce Big Ten Commissioner, Kevin Warren. Yeah, good afternoon. Thank you, uh, Jim. Thank you for your words. Uh, it's really been a pleasure to work uh, with both you and George and to be able to, to discuss issues uh, that are pertinent to college athletics and uh, feel so strongly now that uh, to have people in this industry, uh, leaders at the ACC and the Pac-12 uh, that uh, we've been able to communicate with uh, to deal with a lot of issues in college athletics. Uh, when the Big Ten had their first meeting at the Palmer House, only a few blocks away from where I sit here today in downtown Chicago, they came together with the vision to really build a conference to be able to provide unique opportunities to their student athletes from an academic standpoint to an athletic standpoint. And to be able to work with George and Jim in this alliance uh, with our respective conferences is really special. And I just wanna thank all the media members who over the years who have covered the ACC and the Pac-12 and the Big 10, the stories that you've told, the hard work, the commitment to excellence that you all have shown uh, we really do appreciate it. And I also would like to thank all of our chancellors, our presidents, our athletic directors, our faculty athletic representatives, our senior women administrators, our head coaches, our assistant coaches, our student athletes, and also our fans. Today is a special day. I think what it does is signifies that there still is a lot of goodness in college athletics. And this is an opportunity for us to come together in a strong alliance to work together, not only with the ACC 
the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, but also other conferences in college athletics. But there's turbulence right now in college athletics. There are things that we need to address. We need to have strong leadership. We need to work together. And I'm looking forward to having an opportunity to work with Jim and George and our respective leaders on our campuses and in our conferences to figure a lot of these issues out and also to work with our other conferences around college athletics. But there's a lot of work to be done. This last year has been monumental in college athletics, but also it's provided us with an opportunity to look forward, to come together, and hopefully this alliance will, will really stabilize uh, the different issues that we're facing in college athletics. It'll provide opportunities for our student athletes, again, to not only to get a world-class education at one of our 41 institutions, but also to provide them an opportunity to play just in some epic matchups. And I look forward to working with everyone from a football scheduling alliance, from a women's and men's basketball scheduling alliance, and also in creating ways from an Olympic sports standpoint that we all can work together. But again, I think we have to keep in mind what brought us to this day? What brought us all to college athletics? And that is the student athletes. We need to make sure that we have shared values. We keep academics first. We keep our integrity and honor and collaboration together. And I look forward to not only the coming days, the coming months, but also the coming years. And the impact of us forming this alliance will have on college athletics as we look over the horizon. So again, uh, Jim, George, and all of the people on our various campus, campuses, thank you for being leaders. Um, thank you for working together. Thank you for being honest with each other. And we look forward to working together uh, with you, uh, with our bowl partners, with our network partners, to figure out ways that we can make college athletics even more special than has already has been. So with that, I'd like to turn it over to George. And uh, George and Jim, again, I look forward to working with you all on a regular basis. Thank you, Commissioner Warren. And again, it's my uh, privilege to announce uh, PAC-12 Commissioner George Kliavkov. Commissioner, the floor is yours. Thank you, Amy. I want to start by thanking my fellow commissioners as well from the ACC and Big Ten, Jim and Kevin, along with all of the presidents, chancellors, and athletic directors from each of our three conferences who have come together to make today's alliance announcement possible. More substantive and complex issues have emerged in college sports in the last three months than in any other similar timeframe in history. The Alston decision, state and federal legislation, the NCAA's gender equity review report, the future structure of the NCAA, CFP expansion, and of course, conference realignment. The foundation of college sports is in many respects in turmoil. But these matters, while challenging, also present once in a generation opportunities for the leaders in college sports to reevaluate long-standing ways of conducting our business, hit the reset button, and come together to make a positive difference in the future evolution of college sports. Despite the shifting landscape, there are some critical constants among many in college athletics and specifically among every one of the 41 member institutions in our three conferences. These constants include a resolute commitment to our student athlete, 
a commitment to both academic and athletic excellence, and a commitment to protecting that, that which makes college sports so special for our student athletes, alumni, and fans. The intersection of these constants and the opportunities afforded by all the disruption are the reason we have come together in this alliance. Today is an historic moment, but it is the very beginning of a long journey of collaboration. It is now upon our three conferences to begin the real work that will make a difference and to begin leading the discussion that will bring concrete positive changes, both on the macro critical matters before college sports and with regard to enhancing our inner conference schedules for the benefit of our student athletes, alumni, and fans. Okay, that's all fine and good, and even a little exciting if you're like me and you love college football. It remains to be seen what exactly is going to come from this in the long term, but for our purposes here, I wanted to focus on a few things that all three commissioners mentioned, as well as uh, one specific line from the formal announcement that they made earlier this week, and that is, quote, the three conferences will also explore opportunities for the vast and exceptional Olympic sports programs to compete more frequently and forge additional attractive and meaningful rivalries, end quote. I read that and immediately thought that there are a bunch of wrestling possibilities that could come out of this. Let's explore. Um, as it stands right now, the Big Ten has 14 Division One wrestling programs, while the ACC and the Pac-12 both have six. We all know that the Big Ten has kind of ruled the roost when it comes to Division One college wrestling, um, but the ACC has been gaining just maybe in terms of overall depth um, with the rise of programs like NC State and Virginia Tech and North Carolina has done some good things and Pittsburgh always has dudes and Duke a little while ago had a pretty good team. Um, you know, the Pac-12 mostly just kind of been Arizona State in recent years, but Oregon State's got a lot of good things going on. Stanford kept their program. Um, so you know that there's a little bit of momentum there and that Rob Cole's in charge. Um, the Pac-12 also announced on Thursday that it does not plan to pursue expansion as a whole, like as a conference, uh, but in June, the Pac-12 did announce that it plans to grow and strengthen its wrestling presence, which included, among other things, uh, more focused coverage on terms of the Pac-12 network, as well as um, adding some wrestling members to the league as like affiliate members, right? Not unlike what the Big 12 did a few years ago. So that's good. Um, I don't believe the ACC plans on growing anytime soon, but let's start here. One idea is to just have all three conferences form some sort of non-conference agreement with each other, right? So Take Iowa's 2019-2020 uh, regular season, for example. That year, um, they had the Big Ten portion of their schedule, but they also wrestled Chattanooga, Princeton, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State. So I think you keep the Cyhawk and the Iowa-Oklahoma State duels because those are classics, but then you have Iowa wrestle like Virginia Tech and Stanford or NC State and Oregon State or Pittsburgh and Arizona State. Um, you know, Then you could do that with the other schools and the other conferences. You just you make sure that you schedule these home-and-homes with each other and they're on, you know, I guess, two-year deals, so to speak unless, you know, a rivalry really starts to form and brew a little bit. Um, you know, you could do that with the other schools and the other conferences. Um, you know, I think there's maybe a way to put them all on the schedule at the same time just to, to try and grow awareness about, you know, kind of all these matchups and what's going on. Um, you know, I put them all in like late November, mid-December, late February, whenever there's a lot of space on the calendar for all three conferences to kind of wiggle them in. Um, you know, you do a few on Friday, a few on Saturday, and a few on Sunday. Boom, I think that'd be really, really cool. Um 
you could create some competitions out of this deal too, right? Like there's already a Big Ten ACC challenge for both men's and women's basketball. Let's do one for wrestling. Um, Then let's do a Big Ten Pac-12 challenge. Then let's do an ACC Pac-12 challenge. Uh, Fans get into the basketball version and we know how passionate wrestling fans are, right? Uh, I think that'd be a hit. You could do the matchups based on the previous year's results, right? So you'd have the tournament or the regular season champs all wrestle each other. Um, So if we're using like Big Ten ACC as an example, you do like Iowa versus NC State, Penn State versus Virginia Tech, Nebraska versus North Carolina, and on down the line. Um, one year, maybe the Big Ten hosts all the duels, um, and the Big Ten Network gets the broadcasting rights. Um, then the next year, all the matchups flip-flop depending on the results, but the ACC teams all host them all, and the ACC Network gets broadcasting rights to them. Then you do the same thing with the Big Ten Pac-12, then you do the same thing with the ACC Pac-12. Um, you could also just strategically schedule a series of triangular meets, right? Like hosted at different venues, broadcasted on each network. Like here's a quick example of kind of the idea that's um, in my brain right now as I say that. Um, On Friday, for example, let's say you do an NC State versus Penn State versus Stanford. They all wrestle each other in Raleigh, and it's broadcasted on the ACC network. Then on Saturday, you've got Iowa versus Oregon State versus North Carolina. That's all in Iowa City, and it's on the Big Ten network. Then on Sunday, Arizona State versus Virginia Tech versus Nebraska. All of that's in Tempe on the Pac-12 network, right? Any combination of those matchups and others would make for a hell of a weekend of wrestling and would probably absolutely boost wrestling viewership across all three networks, right? Now, none of these ideas, as a disclaimer, are based in any sort of serious reporting. Um, The handful of coaches I talked to didn't really have much in the way of answers when asked what this ACC Big Ten Pac-12 deal meant for them. Beyond that, there's also the prospect of what all this means for the Big 12 Conference, since they were conspicuously left out of the alliance, right? And they're the only ones that's really actually losing a wrestling program in Oklahoma. Um, The ultimate changes in the college athletics landscape that come in response to Oklahoma and Texas leaving for the SEC, that may not formally happen for a few more years, right? Um, I think things are going to look a lot different during the 25-26 and the 26-27 seasons than they will during the upcoming seasons. The schools and athletic programs will always find ways to adapt. But all three commissioners, um, they kind of touched on this a little bit during their conference call earlier this week. Um, they specifically, really, a lot of the conversations surrounded um, football, um, but a couple of their answers could be applied to all sports. I have audio of a couple of those questions and their answers here for you guys now. Let's listen in. We will transition to our next question, which will be Lane Higgins. Lane? Hey there. This one is primarily for George, but anyone can chime in. Um, Obviously, one of the biggest pieces of college sports we've seen is this um, push for maximizing revenue from TV. And obviously, having these big non-conference marquee games is big, but also getting into different time zones is important. Um, Could you speak to how this impacted the thought process and the decision making and you know, forming this alliance and how much that, um, you know, is increasingly important now that the SEC is adding two members that are, you know, large eyeball getters in college sports. There may be residual benefits from this alliance related to increased revenue opportunities, but that wasn't the focus of why we did the alliance. We did the alliance to protect the collegiate model, to work together on these important issues, and to create unique new opportunities for our next generation of student athletes and our fans and alumni who want to see these great games that we'll be able to create. So we weren't focused on revenue when we were creating the Alliance. Yeah, this uh, just a quick question about that football scheduling piece that is to come uh, for George and Kevin to make this work. Would you need to go down to eight conference games? 
Nicole, good to hear your voice. And you always ask uh, those uh, pointed questions. I mean, that's one of the things that we we uh, will have to address at the appropriate time, because as we said, one, uh, we promise that we're going to keep all of our existing um, contracts and games are in order. Um, as you are aware, some conferences have eight games. Um, we're a conference that has nine conference games. So all of those different issues, you know, which, which we knew were on the horizon over these last couple of years, uh, now with the scheduling, scheduling allowance, um, they, they're put on the table now that we'll have to address those to, to make sure that uh, we're able to expand the relationship with the ACC uh, and the PAC 12. So that's one of the, the items that we definitely will be working with through uh, our, uh, our leaders in our conference. That's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about having uh, former coach and athletic director Barry Alvarez from Wisconsin join our conference office because he now will be an asset to all of us here to be able to work through from a coach and administrator and leader standpoint. But those are the kind of issues that we'll be dealing with over the next you know weeks, months to years as we look forward to, to building the scheduling alliance together. We have a contractual commitment through the end of our media rights term to play nine conference games um so to move to fewer games sooner than three years we'd need to have a partnership with espn and fox to do that although i think there's a compelling argument that the games that we could replace those with if they were in the alliance uh would be very compelling and and, and worth making that move sooner but we'll work through that with our media partners and with our alliance partners so really, there's still a lot left to figure out when it what you know kind of what this alliance means down the road, right? Not just for wrestling or football, but really all sports. Um, but I'll be honest, guys, it's hard not to think of the fun wrestling possibilities that will reveal themselves along the way. This new ACC Big Ten Pac-12 deal has some serious potential to do great things for the sport of wrestling, um, all of college athletics, right? Because there's also you know like volleyball, track and field, swim and dive, um, a lot of other sports that could really benefit from this deal. Um, you you know, I, I think it could benefit all three conferences. I think it could benefit everybody involved. Um, and then especially the fans, um, especially wrestling fans. I think there's some really cool things out of here that the fans would absolutely love to see. Let's hope those in power see it that way as well and react accordingly. Um, yeah, guys, that's really kind of all I thought, all I had, just a handful of thoughts on this Big Ten ACC Pac-12 deal, um, you know, short and sweet for your Friday. So thanks a bunch for listening. Be sure to rate and review the show on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your shows. Follow your boy on Twitter at Cody Goodwin, Instagram Cody J. Goodwin. And be also subscribed to the Des Moines Register to catch all my stories, mailbags, analysis, and videos. Um, also doing some writing for Intermat, so I'm going to start plugging those links into the show notes as well. Um, so be sure to read up on Intermat. We got a team, uh, a team of really good wrestling reporters and writers that are doing some really good stuff. And, um, you know, I feel like I say this on every show, but the the collegiate season is going to be here in a blink. I know we got a, a lot of wrestling stuff coming up. You know, the world team trials are coming up in Lincoln. Um, there's going to be a world championships at some point. U23s are going to be later this fall, but um, you know, it seems like every big wrestling event is eventually going to be the bridge that gets us all the way back to the collegiate season. And that's really when the fun begins um, with the collegiate season comes the high school season. There's going to be a lot of recruiting stuff going on this fall. Um, Again, I don't want you guys to miss anything, right? So um, be sure to subscribe to the register. Be sure to pay attention and subscribe to Intermat if you haven't already. They're on their original website. They're also just moving to Rockfin. Um, all my stuff can be caught on DesMoinesRegister.com, HawkCentral.com. Stories, mailbags, analysis, videos. You can find links to all of that as well as stories and videos from this past week in the show notes. Thanks a bunch for listening, you guys. We will talk again soon. 